Well, we have another Cellar release coming out. In uh, preparation, I have a very sharp knife sitting next to the bathtub. Will I be taking the easy way out? Or is it not that bad? Find out later on. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1. 833. eBay 723. That's 1. 833. 322. 9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy, saying here's Philip and Sherry with another fine program. So it's the Selling on eBay radio show, welcoming you along to another edition of the program. Philip and Sherry keeping you company. Sherry is a full-time eBay seller, has a substantial uh, consignment business in Colorado, and uh, we're very grateful she's interrupted her busy schedule of appearing on the eBay podcast to uh, move down a couple of rungs on the food chain to speak to oiks like you and me here on the Selling on eBay radio show. And Philip went full-time on eBay 12 years ago and has sold nearly $4 million worth of goods on eBay, although he'll have to track it from here on, being that lifetime sales have gone MIA Thank on you. eBay. Thank you, eBay. Very good. <laughs> and uh, coming up in today's program, uh, oh, sorry, we've alluded to the seller release. Yes. Is it good or bad for sellers? Is it ever good? I suppose it can be sometimes. We'll also be asking, are you an abuser of the eBay messaging system? Hmm, maybe you are. We'll find out. And the eBay podcast brings you some familiar sounding content. And you would know about that, being one of their prime stable of participants. And we'll talk about Markdown Madness. All that's coming up on this week's edition of the eBay radio show. So it's been, uh, I don't know, a bit of a week of ups and downs. New information from eBay. Sherry, how's the things been at your end of the world? Um, they've been interesting. Um, today, well, actually yesterday, somebody asked me, why are you charging so much for shipping for this big, expensive duffel bag type thing? Mm. And I told him, well, what is eBay showing you and where are you located? Anyway, it turns out that USPS Parcel Select, I had put that as the first choice, mm -hmm. being that this is a big bag that weighs seven pounds. And it was quoting him $75. And UPS Ground was charging $21 for the same size. So alert. Mm. Of course, I figured out I can fold it in half, which is going to save all around. And in that case, the difference in price is only $7 between USPS Parcel Select and UPS Ground. But I thought since UPS Ground and FedEx Ground were so volatile, mm -hmm. quoting things that were, you know, 10 20 30 $40 more to the buyer, um, that I'd try something more stable. But I'll have to find a new plan. How's well, it's your funny, week? <laughs> funny you should mention that because um, I'll admit I listen to the eBay podcast and it should always, I think, be as a seller, your number two choice for weekly listening. And I noticed a couple of items that sounded very familiar to me. They were things that, that we'd done in recent times. Um, who knows how they picked up on those. Now, you talked about uh, setting that that first choice shipping and how you make that decision. Didn't we talk yeah. about, we had, I think we titled it like two nerdy eBay sellers talk about shipping or something like that. <laughs> and we had a long debate about the pros and cons 
of how you set that that first shipping item and how that's then going to drive the way that your listing is presented to buyers either uh, in the search results, particularly if they're ranked by price plus shipping, or as part of the best offer dialogue, you know, that number's very important. Yes. So that was one item they talked about. And I think, and I hate to criticize Griff because he's been in this business 26 years longer than I have, but I think he got it wrong because I went, and I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure on the podcast that the two of them that were discussing this said that the way eBay works is that the the shipping cost that appears on the buyer's page is the best price of the four options you entered. I wish. And I do not believe that's true. Unless they've changed it within the last time I tested it, which was fairly recently. How about, no. how about two days ago? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, because I, it comes up all the time. And this is one of the real dilemmas and one of the deficiencies of eBay. One of the dilemmas you have as a seller is what do you pick? And as you were saying, the problem is that you might pick one that looks good from your location. So oftentimes right. priority mail, if you're down the road, is a really good price. But as the weight and distance goes up, it cripples you. Right. And I did Parcel Select, which is mm -hmm. my new found friend, which Everybody's I am favorite. done with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with USPS parcels, like quoting $76 to go from Colorado to Washington. So I, I, I'm i going to call that as a slight error on eBay's part. I will double check it, but I, I suspect there's going to be some correspondence if they do, if I'm right. The other thing yeah. that they, they carry, which sounded strangely familiar to me, let me see, Sherry, if this one rings a bell with you, kiosks in post offices and scanning your items there. Does that sound like a familiar item? I think we did that, that sounds... three weeks ago. Yeah. And did unlike they do e that? They did. And rather than just recycling the content that they pulled off their uh, bulletin board, um, we actually did research. We went out there and, and scanned items at a booth and tracked exactly how they appear in the various downstream systems. Yes, thank and you, Philip, for doing they, that. Uh, yes, so despite my handiwork. Uh, and they made a big splash on their on their podcast about how this big disclaimer comes up saying this is not really a scan on the booth when you go there. And obviously we, we talked about that. But they also didn't draw your attention to the fact that actually, as far as the eBay reporting system is concerned, that kiosk scan looks pretty good. It says accepted. Even though if you go to the USPS website, it'll just say it was scanned at a kiosk waiting for the next real scan to happen. So um, that's another addendum to the uh, the eBay podcast, if like me, you like listening to that. I did think it was a curious, a couple of recent items of ours popped up on their, their running order. So uh, let's say I put a shout out to Griff. Nice to have you with us. If you're looking for any more material, uh, please stop by. You can find out lots of interesting ideas uh, for subject matter. Just check out our website. That's sell, sell, sell. Dot online, You can find lots of program ideas. We'd be happy to uh, receive a mug in compensation. How's that for a fair swap? Yeah. And uh, Sherry, last time we were on, you were, I, I think, uh, trying to wrangle your phone and the notification system. Have you had any uh, progress with that? It, what, where's the balance on that, do you think? Okay, this is really helping me to cut down on my wear and tear on my hands. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, extensions like my thumb and fingers um, because I'm not swiping all day. I'm not looking at my phone constantly and seeing uh -huh. unimportant email notifications. What I did find though is I find myself going on my phone and going into my email to see mm -hmm. if there's anything there. 
So I think one modification I just need to make is to let people know who I'm maybe emailing with is if you need um, an immediate response, definitely text me. Mm -hmm. That way I won't wonder if there's something important I have to answer mm -hmm. in my emails. Um, but it's really, I, I know this sounds silly, but it's life-changing for me not being notified every time I get an email and just having, I just get two group emails in the early morning and then mid-morning mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. everything. I do have my eBay app notifications turned on. Did I tell you that I wasn't getting my eBay app notifications? Um, yeah, I think, does that suppress the ka as well? Because that's one you probably do want to hear pretty much. I do. Like, the evening is a bit late if you're trying to get something out the same day. Well, I don't mind about the ka in the evening because I do have my do not disturb settings ah, on my okay. phone. Mm -hmm. But I was, once I was getting this um, consolidated notifications from my iPhone, which I now love, um, it was also consolidating my eBay notifications, which is not good. And you know what? That interfered with the new listing tool importing pictures from your phone mm -hmm. because it suppressed that. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and I just clicked that I don't want eBay notifications included in my consolidation. And now I get those oh, from okay. the app when they happen, and I want them when they happen. I want to know when I've, I have a message or I've never or seen sale. that feature, but I don't tend to play around with the phone that much. I'm very much a desktop fan. Do you desktop have an iPhone? Fan. I do. Um, okay. I thought, uh, I don't know. I pegged you for a, uh, like an Android. I, I, I keep telling myself I should go to Android because I just don't like closed systems. That's just philosophically against my view of life. But I just never find the time to like... Nah, cross-train myself so i don't think you should do it we can talk about that because uh, i was a die-hard samsung well why don't we ask um, if anyone's person. got experience on both systems as far as running an ebay business and if you if you had tried both and you have a view or some advice on how what which one's better or what might suit different people uh, do get in touch because that's the kind of thing that would be great to have some additional input as you can tell we're just floundering around here with no clue uh, that's right. you would know i'm sure more than we do uh, get in touch sell 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 dot online or you can give us a call 833 ebay 723 that's 1833 ebay 723 if you want to get in touch also uh this week i think there was new inflation numbers for the u.s market out of eight and a half percent or thereabouts and I don't know, it's kind of difficult because you think we really should be raising our prices, right? You don't want to be giving, well, you know, because that's going to ripple through to our costs sooner or later. I don't know, Sharon, do you have a strategy in terms of how you ratchet up prices without losing, losing position in the marketplace? Not yet, because every time one of my markdown sales ends mm -hmm. and I don't realize it, my sales absolutely slow down. So I'm not ready to raise my prices yet. However, I have been putting off actually purchasing more bubble wrap um, and my biodegradable packing peanuts that I mm -hmm. use. And I have a local place that I get them for very good prices on the biodegradable packing peanuts. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, the last time I bought bubble wrap in bulk, the price had gone uh, more than doubled. Well, I l went to their site to purchase some yesterday and as of the day before yesterday, mm -hmm. they're no longer selling packing supplies to the public 
due to their added costs for getting the supplies mm. and their um, unreliable now you know suppliers. So they're just going to focus on their crating services and stop. So I'm now I'm going to have to tap into your knowledge and timing for purchasing packing supplies. So anyway, I feel it. I feel this crunch on getting packing material. You know, I'm going to have to check out Nextdoor and Facebook and just put something on there about if anyone in the neighborhood is just moving in and wants me to pick up boxes and a bunch of packing paper until I can get my actual supplies. Mm -hmm. I try, I am trying to ratchet my prices up a little bit. Um, what I tend to do is I have, I use that markdown manager thing all the time. So the, the prices strike through the original price and there's a, a lower price. It, it, I said it at the time I list the item, it doesn't mean very much, but it kind of works for me. I think it creates some sense of value for money. So for the yeah. effort involved, it's worth it, right? And I have a tier of discounts. Maybe I go from 5 to 75 at 5% five, five increments. So I pick one of those values. That's the discount. So what I'm trying to do now, if I think I can do it, is if I relist item that item or do a sell similar, I move it up one one price bracket. So if it was 35% discount when I last ran it, I'm going to make that 30% discount next time. Um, okay. I don't know whether it's difficult to... Do people even care about the price anyway some of the time? I don't know. It's it's uh, That's what I do anyway. So I'm trying to at least um, not lose out on the, on the general high inflation situation, but, you know, it, it's difficult to know. I was also, if you'll let me carry on, just on one thought, because we talked about the markdown manager last time, and I was tempted to interrupt you, and this is not something you're going to hear very often. I actually managed to restrain myself and let you talk oh, about something you else. Because usually I, I chime in far too often. Um, and we kind of alluded to the fact it's kind of a clunky system. And it's not, it's not called the Markdown Manager. That's what the old one was. But it was the thing that replaced the Markdown Manager. And it, you yeah. can put in percentage discounts. And one of the problems is that, I don't know why they do this, but eBay requires that you have to shut down your Markdowns after a maximum of 45 days and restart them. Right. I don't know why they do that, what difference it makes to them, because all I do is I, I stop mine at like 11 o'clock at night one day and I restart them at 1 in the morning the next day every 45 days. It's just a bunch of hassle. But yeah. you have to do it, otherwise they'll drop out of sale. But one of the problems is that you can't just simply copy the old set of prices because that's going to cause you problems if, for example, you've changed a markdown midway through the cycle. Maybe you've upped the discount a bit. You think, well, that's a bit overpriced. I'll take another 5% off because it'll go back to the value it was at the beginning of the cycle, not the change you made midway through the cycle. So that can catch you out. Prices can kind of go back to, to where they were. Yeah. And the other thing I find is that there'll be randomly one or two, sometimes more, that just don't end up copying across right. They end up going to full price. Yeah. And so the the, the pro tip, if you, if you want here, is to, uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> What I do is I try and synchronize all my this, these forty-five day cycles to end on a leisure Saturday night together, and uh, the, before I before before they run out, I pull the report of all my active listings, which you can download pretty straightforward, 
And then usually it's a Sunday morning when the new price income kicks in. I then pull the same report and I have a little spreadsheet that compares the two files and just highlights anything that is more misaligned than I think is normal. So if there's more than a 5% difference in price, it'll flag that as red. If it's missing a discount, it'll flag that. So I can just quickly pop, paste in those two uh, report values and it'll it'll flag to me anything that's, that's missing and by how much. And then I can manually uh, set those discounts back where they should be. And I'm good for another 45 days or so. That's Sounds complicated. Brilliant. But I, I got burned say. before because I don't know. I've got there's not that many listings, 300 and something at the moment. I'm, I'm trying to go down because I'm trying to be focused. Um, but that's too many to just to look, eyeball them and say, oh, yeah, that's missing a discount. I'd never notice right. it. And you realize six months later why something hasn't sold. Blimey, that's like twice the price I should be asking. Well, it must have dropped out of a sale way back when. I didn't notice it. So yes. I had this rather cumbersome process of, of working around the deficiencies of the, the eBay system to every month. It's only like two or three a month, but there's always something falls through the cracks. And I have to manually go in and, and, and correct it. That's a great system. I love it. I have well, over 1,400 yeah. listings. Oh, well, oh, well. you need a, some sort of system for that. Right. So I would need to do something like what you're describing. And I mm -hmm. like that because really I just put mine in order of most expensive and work them after they've gone back into the sale to get mm -hmm. them back down to where they were. What it means is I'm working my most expensive, maybe 150 listings and the others are getting neglected mm. by the way that I'm doing it. So I like that. Okie doke. Uh, and we talked last time about uh, glitches and do they do they affect things? Um, You've had a reasonably stable week so far. No major problems. Well, okay. So Monday's my big shipping day. I'm uh -huh. sure I'm not alone in that. And I, on my sold items, I'm pulling the sold items, and the one of them is not in the bin. So I'm, you know. You know, I'm trying to maintain my top-rated seller status here. And um, I go through some troubleshooting just to see because it it has a two quantity and one sold. So maybe we duplicated mm. a quantity two listing and it was only a single listing. But when I went to search um, for it, now this time when I searched for it, in my active listings, it came up, but it had a different item number. So I actually had the item. It just had a different location and item number. And I went and found that and shipped that because it was the exact same item. Mm -hmm. However, I still had one quantity left mm -hmm. of the fake one that mm -hmm. I don't have. But you caught and that I in thought, time. I did. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gosh, this is a great Monday. So I went back to active to pull that one up so I could end it because in my awaiting shipment, you can't click into it and end it from there. There's no button there. Hmm. Only on the mobile app, only, which is one of the things the app has over it. But I couldn't do it from the laptop. So I thought, okay, I'll have to pull it up in my active listings. So I pulled up my active listings for over 1,400 of them, and then I pasted in the title, and nothing changed. It just showed me 1,400 listings. So I'm like, okay, I'll just put in one word. Nothing changed. So I thought, okay, I look at when was this listed. I'm going to just put mine in order by 
when they were listed by date. Change the column order. It wouldn't mm. work. Mm. So now I'm like, I've got to get my shipping done. But if I don't do this right now, I might forget about it and then later have an item sell. And so what I discovered is that if I went back out and back into active and changed the order of my listings by date, right then, it would work. But if I tried to search by a hmm. word in the title, it would make the other function not work. That's a glitch. It's strange. Yeah. And when you have 1,400 listings, you cannot just sit there and look through them all. No. When you're no. trying to get your shipping done. So anyway, I was finally able to, to at least get them in order by date, find it that way, end it, and then carry on. At least so. oftentimes, as you said, there's, there's several ways you can approach it. You can use this yeah. screen, that screen, the mobile app, lots of different things. You have a, you can figure out a way around a lot of the, the problem a lot of the times. If one doesn't work, maybe another one does. But yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that, um, yeah, certain functionality will kind of go offline for a bit. Yeah. It does that. The other time, the, the, some seller was uh, we talked about it was was trying to blame glitches for the fact that somehow eBay had taken a closed listing relisted his item, changed his photograph for something else, and and taken an order from me. And I thought, well, yeah, there's liches out there, but that's kind of like a little bit too far to believe. That sounds like artificial intelligence sabotaging or something. Yeah, it sounds like someone sounds... trying to make excuses to me, but anyway. Yeah, a little beyond. All right. Uh, right, well, on the way, we've got uh, eBay general news, and then we'll get into the specifics of uh, the current spring seller release and whether that's good or bad for sellers. Okay, so Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts. We need your help. Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sellsellsell.online That's www.sellsellsell.online Thank you for being part of the show. Also the same address if you want to uh, contribute, maybe tell us what you think, any ideas. We'd love to hear from you. The uh, website is sellsellsell.online. Okay, on to eBay uh, general news this week, Sherry, and um, shipping supplies coupons are out again, right? Yes, the new one is out. So, of course, I went right in there and spent And we have to say free in air quotes because, of course, eBay will tell us it's free. We don't believe that for a second. But, uh, well, we <laughs> you mean because you're paying for the store you subscription? Are, I, think, I think you're paying for it somewhere. Okay, put, yeah, I catch that. on real quick, don't I? There you go. Well, uh, it's always fun to spend it, and I like to do it the minute it comes out and get my free poly mailers. Oh, is that what you get? Yeah, to ship clothing and store oh, it. Okay. My problem is that I do a lot of um, electronic stuff, which is almost always 19 inches across. And none of that stuff fits in any of the eBay supplies, really. And I can't even use the tape because my tape guns are all three inches because I like that. It seems to work much better. And they only stock two-inch tape. So we had a little experiment between us because I was saying how um, little use I get out of these uh, shipping coupons. I, I go off and, you know, buy the items but I don't really use them very much and uh, whether we could somehow do a trade between us and see yeah. whether um, you know we could uh, uh, somehow give you my coupon number and see whether that would work for you but I think we discovered that didn't work at all it's obviously keyed to my account unfortunately yeah it is I, I 
didn't get that extra 200 poly mailers I wanted. Oh, there you go. Well, and that would explain why there's so many people reselling the eBay shipping supplies stuff on the site. Because like me, eh, well, it, it was free, again, in quotes. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to throw that away. So, you know, I end right. up with these piles of poly shipping poly mailer things that really I don't need. So, yes, I might end up batching up a huge number and then seeing if I can uh, sell them. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, also, you can sell them to me. Yeah, well, I was thinking of maybe <laughs> giving you a deal you couldn't refuse, so uh, we'll talk about that offline. Okay. Uh, also, uh, in the news this week, and I don't know whether people are going to notice it or not, but there's um, they're changing the community pages a little bit, and hopefully this will uh, allow us to plug uh, events that we're organizing within our respective communities a bit more uh, effectively. I think at the top right-hand corner of the community pages, there's now a link that will take you to events in I mean, your area or nationally, probably nationally, knowing the way they do these things. Uh, but at least that gives those of us that do meetups and local events perhaps another way of promoting things. I haven't explored it yet, but I will I will do so. I'm trying to organize a, a meetup sometime soon for those of us here in the Orlando area. So I'll uh, I'll post it there and see if that gets any traction. You never know. Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, in Denver, they're gonna they've rescheduled that in person eBay. Who's coming? Who who are you getting? Which celebs from uh, San Jose are on their way? Okay, Brian Burke and Rebecca oh, Michaels, yeah. and someone else who's really wonderful. Who his name is escaping my brain right now. Uh huh. Stephanie, I believe something. Okay, anyway, oh, right. I'm sorry. I'll have that next time. I just noticed it this morning, and cool. I RSVP'd. Well, that'll be their one chance probably in the year to get a few air miles because I don't think there's going to be many in-person yeah. events and the way things are currently rolling out, unfortunately. But hopefully things will pick up as the months go by. Also in the news, uh, I think we finally actually got the eBay Academy to play with. Have you taken a look at that yet? Yes. So I oh, have good. my hat in hand and I humbly say that I was really off last week about it because... I just took a quick glance at it mm -hmm. last week and assume, made some assumptions. Whereas I dug in further this week and I see that it dynamically, it's really different than seller school mm -hmm. and seller school because eBay had me and some other sellers uh, be like a seller coach in the seller school for a couple of different up and running events that they did. Um, I took the courses, so I was very familiar with the seller school. And that's really what gets all my accolades. Uh, it's the thing that's so well done. So eBay Academy is replacing that. I confirmed that today. I asked mm -hmm. on the Facebook podcast page, okay. uh, will seller still, school still continue? And they said, no. So eBay Academy is replacing it now. As I dug into eBay Academy, and I have to have this disclaimer that I didn't do it the way I did seller school, because seller school, I took every course and went through every course. All right. But on the um, eBay Academy, so I also want to say that um, I feel like I heard them say at some point that they geared it more toward small bites for people mm. because people weren't as willing to sit there through a course. Unfortunately, that is, I believe, the trend with the millennial generation. Their attention spans are very short. 
okay, well, I'm in a different generation. I'm not saying know, my attention span is that I, long. I, I pull but... down a two megabyte document and read it cover to cover. I'm a little <laughs> well, old you're school. You're very unique. You're yeah. special. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> you also None read taken, user manuals. So. Um, but with the eBay Academy, I'm trying to find the best way to describe it. Um, first of all, it's less transparent and it's more like they're taking you through a little journey. Mm -hmm. So you select your topic and they ask you a question, like mm -hmm. they say something about eBay stores. And then they say, um, what do you think? Or, and here's an example of a seller. Which store do you think would be best for her? And then you click on it and then it tells you more information. Mm. For me, this, is, this is, does not work well with me. Um, it, I want to just learn in a very straightforward mm -hmm. way. And the way that seller school works is that you get your topic, you can watch a video, you can go through a bullet point PDF that is also saying what the video says. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it's just excellent. So well done. Um, so straightforward, transparent, and you go through block by block. Whereas the eBay Academy is taking you more on a journey. And so a couple of times I felt like, oh, this topic is over. And I, I don't even, I didn't see the step by step of how to do it. Mm -hmm. But then they have a link and you click on it and it takes you to the eBay seller pages that we're, I think, all familiar with mm -hmm. that tell you how to do something. So a lot of the eBay Academy is redirecting you to eBay seller pages. Okay, so you can correct me. And that might make sense if, if they're worried that the content, you know, would date very quickly, that they keep changing all the rules and the do's and the don'ts and the processes and the that interfaces, it, huh? that they could write a fairly generic front end that kind of makes you feel like, you're learning something, but they actually point you somewhere else for the actual nitty gritty yes. of exactly how to use the site. Because otherwise, it would be—I don't know—I I didn't write it, but it's—I could see why they might feel that they'd have to come back every six months and rewrite the thing. Okay, that so, makes sense because I couldn't figure out why they did this. It was kind of heartbreaking to me. However, what you're saying makes total sense. Um, yeah, now I get that. So. <laughs> I'm going to give it, um, you know, compared to seller school, thumbs down. However, I totally get why now that you said that. So it I must be quite a big undertaking, even if they can just narrow it down to the key topics. You know, it's, they obviously have to an agency do that. They have to write briefs. They have to correct everything, edit it. They obviously went to town at the... Um, uh, the stock image library, finding pictures of people that looked like they were selling online. I don't think those are real eBay sellers. I think they're just stock images that they they, they bought from the library. Um, it looked like they put a lot of effort into it and therefore money, I suspect. And it does seem, despite what people say in in criticism of the, the Jamie strategy, they do seem very committed still to trying to recruit what they call the C2C seller, the small consumer seller that sells one or two items a week and it always seemed strange to me because I, I, I where does that how does that contribute to like a multi-billion dollar corporation you need you need millions and millions of those people to move the needle but they still seem very committed to doing that and I think this is perhaps part of that 
that approach. So whilst, yes, they're focusing on, on certain buyers, but they do still seem to be committed to try and bring on small sellers. That makes sense. And the eBay seller help pages that it's redirecting to a mm -hmm. lot, those are actually very good. So yeah. I, I just have to adapt my it's thinking. A, they, I was looking at, uh, just before we started, I was trying to find the definitive explanation of, as a seller, what is the feedback protection for an item that you sold with paid returns? Um, and it's they've kind of diluted the wording on these things to a pretty vague level now. I mean, back in the day, there'd be some very dense document with the exact terms under which your feedback would be protected or removed. It's now kind of vague. So, you know, it's difficult to really know how to handle a situation if you want to be covered and know exactly where to steer the thing to bring it home on the right side of the line. I, I found that quite difficult. Now, you know, maybe they just fear that people would never get around to reading it if there's too much text. That's perhaps a fair comment. I, I don't know. It's just, again, I, I like detail. <laughs> That's my quirk. Yeah, I actually do too. And I think I, I just think more like mathematically, like just straightforward. Tell me this, 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 then this. Yeah, I want to know the policy. I want to know exactly what it is. I want to know what's on your screen, about my screen. If I'm in that category, I just want it to happen. I know I can point you to that page and say, okay, fine, I, I'm, I'm dissolved. I deserve this resolution. Um, you know, uh, right now there's just tons of wiggle room everywhere. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they'll take care of things, but it's just, I just like to know exactly what the rules are. Anyway, okay, so um, yeah, uh, not a total no, but uh, different from the way it was before, right? Yeah, and I invite you to prove me wrong on some of this if you're using ebay academy or check it out uh -huh. and maybe i just wasn't digging into the right places for well, i got a survey where they said i think they were just doing some follow-up and they said what is the probability that you'll be using the or going to the ebay academy i think on a one to five scale i think i think i put two <laughs> at the low end because uh, to be honest i am at the point now where if i need to know something it's pretty niche at this point it's like that return policy if I accept a return, and by the way, it's not because it's not as described, it's because I changed my mind and I get negative feedback on that. Am I protected? You know, that's the level I was at. And, it, uh, you know, I'm not going to find that out from the 15-minute segment on returns. So I'm right. unlikely to do it, if I'm honest with you. I mean, I'll have a look at it, and I, I would certainly look at it enough to know whether I should recommend it to somebody. If I go to a meetup and someone says, I don't know how to do shipping, I need to know whether that's something I would recommend. I probably would. Um, but am I going to do it myself? Probably not, other than a quick look. Yeah. Now that you said that, I have to add one more thing. Yeah. Um, it said something about do you what are your interest policies, global shipping, mm. or or something else. So I clicked on global shipping, and it looked like it was only talking about the global shipping program. So I find that disappointing because uh, if I'm new mm. and I say I'm interested in shipping globally. I would like for it to explain what my options are for shipping internationally mm -hmm. and what how they work. So I would like it to show me eBay Standard International, what you get with that, how that works, the global shipping program, which is what this thing was only leading to, and then the other option of just shipping via the post office. Um, so that was one of my disappointments. Hmm. Okay. 
And okay, finally, uh, <laughs> one item of eBay news before we get stuck into the uh, the spring seller release, and that's one of those things they've um, kind of withdrawn, <laughs> taken away from us. Sorry to say this. I don't think many people are going to notice it, but I miss it, so I'm giving the music. Um, and that is the uh, the RSS feed on search results. Now, that sounds pretty uh, pretty niche. It's something they technically deprecated, oh, I don't know, two, three-plus years ago, and this was the ability to set up an almost real-time feed of search results, which if, like me, you're constantly scanning eBay looking for bargains because I'm an arbitrageur, I buy low, I sell high, so I'm constantly on the bargain hunt. The good old-fashioned RSS, ancient technology, actually was very useful. I used it quite a lot. And unfortunately, it was quietly running in the background. It was never publicized. They took the reference off the sites. But you could still run, you could construct the uh, the URLs in the right way, and it would set up a search for you, and it would give you results in real time. Unfortunately, they've obviously, whatever server was running that particular piece of code has been, been sent to the uh, recycling center hard drive smashed up with a Aww. hammer probably and uh, sadly that's not going to work so that was one of the, uh, the one of the great hacks that uh, people like me who buy professionally used to use to try and get inside information before it percolated through the official search indexing system uh, sadly no longer working so so that's uh, an example of something that's gone before i had to learn how to use it or what it was it was around I years ago um oh, wow. and they they just stopped talking about it but it still ran there's a few things like that that they don't officially right. acknowledge exist but they haven't turned off the server yet, but at some point, like Turbo Lister, it just they just turn it off at some point and it just quits on you. you go, okay, yeah. well, that's fun while it lasted. Whatever. All right, uh, let's talk about the uh, the spring seller release, good or bad. We'll do that for you next. Do you have an eBay listing that isn't selling? Philip and Sherry want to help. They'll each make a couple of suggestions for things to change or try to get your sales moving. Just send us your item number and we'll get to work www.sellsellsell.online What do you have to lose? Experts are standing by. That's www.sellsellsell.online So we've been uh, going through the spring seller release. Sherry, do you want to start? Pick something that you think is interesting yes. there? Yeah, the payments changes. Oh, you're Remember, the darling of the payments group, so uh, oh, good yeah, choice. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> We're like this. Uh, so remember with PayPal, when you could just access your money, the minute somebody bought something, you could use your debit card uh -huh. to get it out of there, or you could transfer money when you chose to transfer money to your bank account. Well, it looks like this is coming for eBay. So payouts on demand, you could do that same thing with uh, managed pay or eBay payments. Um, also a debit card, there's going to be a fee that applies, but you can access that money from your sales via a debit card to purchase things. Do you know if you can set the payout to like never pay out or does it have to be monthly at the, at the longest interval? You know, I have no idea because that's so far from reality for me. I, I know, mean, me I'm too, but daily I keep talking out. about this eBay wallet, which kind of implies the money sits there which would kind of imply there'd be a don't pay out at all, just leave it in the bank at eBay. I don't I know why you'd want that. to do that. I didn't. I haven't seen it, but it's kind yeah. of, they talk about the wallet and they talk about monthly, bi-monthly, weekly, daily, whatever it is. Yeah, I, didn't that see a, sounded... I, didn't, I didn't see a never option. So maybe that's a future thing. 
as part of the wallet. I, I don't know. Sorry, I, I took you off track there. I just came to the Oh, mind. no, I, thought, I was actually done. That's weird. Uh, okay, all right. But that is interesting. And um, are they also, where are they at with this, uh, when you make a best offer, you have to put your credit card on the table at the time. Is that still a, a top hot topic as far as they're concerned? Yes, they did. Um, but they did refer to that, but I can't remember. I just remember they were talking about cutting down on unpaid items and the way that they were doing it was by requiring payment information for a buyer to make an offer hmm. to you. But I, it, I've I seen think, this come up they, as a like, trial on a couple of accounts. My, a couple of my buying accounts have been... One went into the trial and came out. Another one is still in the trial at the moment. So... <laughs> to be honest, I use the account that it doesn't happen on because I find it very irritating. But uh, uh, I guess we'll have I to keep like an eye on it. I feel like they're rolling it out, enforcing mm, that, or yeah, I, don't I think it's going to. They they've said in the past that they will allow the seller to opt out of it if the seller doesn't want to operate that way. Oh, I don't know whether that's. I can't see why they would, but I would. As a seller, well, I don't know. I I don't do offers. So as a seller, you I, might not. As a, as a but I can. <laughs> I can tell you as a buyer, I mean, I buy a lot on eBay. I mean, I sell, what, 400000 a year, mostly on um, – and, I, and I, let's, say, let's say it's half on eBay, half half on, on web store. So that's 200000 a year I buy because I buy at typically half my selling price. So I'm, I'm spending 200000 a year on eBay. Perhaps a bit less because I've got a few death piles I've got to get through. But that's a lot of money. So I'm pretty familiar with the whole mechanics of buying on eBay. In fact, probably more so than, than if I sell. And I can tell you that there are plenty of reasons why it suppresses my offer, my, my likelihood of sending an offer, and the amount that I'm going to offer is lower under this scheme than if you simply let me pay you after the event, which I will pay because I'm buying for my business. I can make money out of this thing. I'm not going to walk away from it in a hurry. And the problem is that Oftentimes, the offer is the beginning of a process, not a destination. I mean, we talked earlier, for, let's give you an example. We talked earlier about the people who put priority mail as their shipping option. It makes perfect sense to that seller sitting in on their computer doing their eBay listings because it looks like a really good value. But I'm in Florida. If they're in California and it's 15, 20 pounds in weight, that's going to look to me like a 50, 60 dollar parcel. Yeah. And normally what I would do is I'd buy it. I'm probably okay paying the listed postage, obviously, but I know full well that if I can persuade that seller simply to click on UPS or FedEx, as you were saying at the beginning, that's going to halve that number or better. Right. And no one's making any less money out of this. It's just being more efficient. And I would typically write to the seller and say, I'm ready to send you payment, but here's a quick question. Would you mind awfully clicking on the, the FedEx or UPS button rather than the FedEx, the, the, the USPS button, because that's going to halve the cost to me, doesn't do you any harm, everyone's a winner, right? And quite often they'll say, sure, I didn't think about that. Now, the problem is, if I've already sent the money, uh, it, the seller's got much less interest in actually having a conversation with me. They just want to print their label and get on with it. So right. it ends up so leaving money on the table. Efficient. It just ends up making the post office, in this case, rich, and leaving money on the table as far as the the, the other the seller's concerned and the buyer's concerned. And also sometimes I'll say, okay, I definitely want one, but maybe you could do me a combo deal. I'll take the other three if you can 
make it worth my while. Or I see you had this other item. I think it would fit in the same box with no extra packing or whatever. You know, there's lots of things I try and then add value to the deal um, after the event that that I can't do up front because I bid, I bid, I I bid on thousands of items. I don't win very many, and that's the nature of my business. So I'm not going to sit there and have all these conversations prior to the bid because oftentimes I'm not going to be successful. It isn't the, isn't the most effective use of my time. But certainly on the back end, you know, and I don't don't threaten anybody or try and bully them into something they don't want to do. I just try and make it a better deal for both parties. Right. But the once they've got the money in the bank. shipping the, isn't good for either. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of a trend. The shipping kind of is kind of escalating out of all control. It is. Um, far, the pricing is heading way far th- north, far faster than the actual cost. So that differential is opening up again. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, on on that, you know, put your credit card down when you offer thing. I don't think that's good from a buyer's point of view, at least personally speaking. And therefore, a seller that understands that may take the view that actually, yeah, let's let's not go down this road. I deal with decent value items, reasonably professional buyers. It's just making friction that doesn't need to be there. You know, so I don't know. I think it depends on the category, uh, who you are, what you feel. I just think it would be sensible just to consider whether that's going to be the right thing for your business um, before you before you get opted into that particular thing, because it will you will be opted in by default. I, I know that that's that's clear. Yeah. So there you go. Be, be, be careful what you ask for. You may end up getting it uh, on the uh, the prior payment deal. Uh, also, let's have a look here. Yes, other things I, I thought were, were good in this uh, seller release, give eBay full credit when they need it. Um, they have done a lot of work on trying to improve the traffic reporting. And I think the background to this is that they are trying to get sellers to understand better the traffic that they get to their store and their listings because they're really pitching hard promoted listings, which is about getting more traffic. And if you don't understand or can't see the traffic you get by default, well, how are you going to put any value on making it greater? So they've done a couple of things here. Firstly, they are doing a better job of filtering out hits on items that are not a live buyer. So, I mean, the internet is full of search engines and bots and statistical things that go out and just measure stuff all the time, that doesn't really count. So they're starting to filter that out. So if you see your listing traffic levels drop, it might just be they've they've filtered out the stuff that didn't really count. So that's not necessarily a bad thing nor the end of the world as far as we're all concerned. And they're also offering, if you want it, far more detail at the listing level of the amount of traffic that your your listing is getting going back up to two years. Now, that's a long time. That's a lot of data when you've got <laughs> hundreds of thousands, if not millions of listings, uh, which makes it seem strange that they can't keep our uh, lifetime, <laughs> lifetime sales figure, <laughs> whether they can keep all this information in a huge 10 gillion gigabit warehouse, but the, the two bytes that we need for sales is too much because it'll melt the servers if they keep there. Anyway, we're getting off topic again. Sorry. Um, so that's interesting. And... They'll also um, present it so you can see how much of that um, traffic that came to your site was coming via a promoted listing uh, click-through versus the regular search. Curiously, I've looked at the page layout and the amount of screen real estate that's now taken up by promoted listings relative to anything that's organic is is huge. 
Yeah. You've got your item, you've got a similar item, you've got promoted items, all of which are then they're, they're paid through. Bit of description from you, another big bar of promoted listings and then some other ads below that. So really the organic aspect of the page is being sort of snuck down below the fold to an ever-decreasing amount of space, and it's only a question of time before the description gets replaced with the AI-generated short description in order to create more space for the, for, the, for the paid stuff. So anyway, at least you'll be able to see the impact of that. It's, it's nicely done, a uh, lot of work involved, huge amounts of data manipulation. Um, <laughs> my question, though, is why or who, who cares? I don't know what I would do being able to look at the listing and see all the hits for the last two years. What am I going to do with that information? I mean, and you've got 1,400 listings. Are you going to go through and look at them all? No. I, I mean, you're going to look I'm at any of them? Not, Probably not. I mean, it's, Not if I have to click into it. And this is kind of the trend I feel. And maybe I don't see the eBay's research, but it sounds like we have all these deep data mining, big data projects that are kind of there for the sake of it. And I don't see any practical real-world use for 99.9% .9 of us. I can think of lots of things they could spend the money on, but we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Um, so that was interesting. Um, it's, it's really neat if you like that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm, I am the kind of person that does like that kind of stuff, and I can't see me using it. And yeah. if I'm not going to use it, I wonder how many other people are not going to use it. Pretty much everybody, I think. Anyway, I, I've covered that. But you've been testing out the messaging thing, which is also part of this, uh, the latest release, right? Yes, two thumbs up. I oh, absolutely love it. As you know, when mm -hmm. I get a question that pops up on my phone, you know, from an eBay potential buyer, I answer it as soon as I can. So I'm on the phone answering questions often. So that's where this new flow is already happening. I'm not sure if it is for everybody or just uh, some I think people. They, I think they have forced a few people in. I mean, forced. They've, they've given you a chance to opt out. But I think they've put a few people into the system. I think anybody who's running the current version of the eBay app, if you look at the top of the messaging page, there's the ability to opt yourself in to the new system. Uh -huh. uh, and you can go back if you don't like it. Okay, so, I love it. You like it, It's okay. like the difference between a flip phone and a smartphone. It's beautiful. You see everything right there, right in front mm -hmm. of you. See what they said earlier? Cool. See what you said to them earlier? Two snaps in a circle. And you get an extra bonus if you know what that's from, what I'm referencing. Uh, some, some TV game show, I suspect. <laughs> No? It, it's it's a TV show, and oh, okay. think about it, and you can. Well, I don't know. I, I moved to the states in '94, so it, it's much before that. I probably it is be before that. Me. That's probably outside my frame of reference. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I can find it on YouTube if I hunt around long enough. Should we leave that dangling? I like leaving things dangling. Yeah, let's leave that one there. There we go. Um, all right. So uh, yes, the messaging gets a, a thumbs up from you. I have some reservations. Why don't we, in a minute, we'll talk about how I feel about messaging and how it might be misused. And then it might be clearer why I have some significant reservations about where they're going with the new system. Um, so let's do that. What else have we got here? Oh, the other thing I think that came up uh, in the briefing on this, it's written somewhere, that, and this is part of their general approach to things, is that 
they're changing the listing flow. I think if you sell on eBay, you probably have seen the fact that there's now a new listing tool. And you didn't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that means the old one's going away. And I, I think we've had, yeah. as part of this release, official confirmation to get off the old one because at some point you'll start getting nagging messages saying you've got to come off this and go with a new one, which does support video. Some people say under certain workflows it's more cumbersome. I don't know. I don't typically use web-based stuff very much anyway, so I'll try it, but I, I don't think it's going to make a big difference from, from my point of view. I like desktop, desktop applications. That's my thing. Yeah. Well, I like this new listing tool. Um, and but... you still have an action, by the way, to go figure out 6-bit and report back oh, on that. Oh, I'm kind of giving up on 6-bit oh, no. for now. I'm shelving it. Do you, do you oh, know why? No. Go on, then. I can't say why, but it's because I'm looking into other possible ways oh, okay. to have my eBay fees automatically there. So that's my uh, whole motivation for okay. that. All right. Okay. So I'm going to shelve that for a little while. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Not to worry. All right. Okay. Uh, listening to the Selling on eBay radio show, uh, Sherry Smith, Philip Jackson here, hopefully making your eBay business well, more profitable if we can, and certainly a bit more fun. Uh, if you want to take part, uh, maybe uh, have a question or maybe contribute or just give us some feedback. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, easiest way is through the website. That's sell, sell, sell dot online, sell, sell, sell dot online. Or if you're not near uh, some kind of text-based device, you could just give us a call, leave us a message, one eight three three eBay 723 Now, we were kind of talking there about uh, eBay messaging, and there's lots of rules and stuff to do with eBay messaging, and I'll let eBay talk to you about that because they've got plenty of time to do that. But I think from... The point of view of another user on the system, there's a certain etiquette, shall we say, to how we use eBay messaging. And as I said, I, I buy a lot, so I've experienced this on, on both sides. So I thought maybe we could each share what we think people do on messaging that rubs us up the wrong way. And maybe this will be helpful to you. Just maybe these are things that you do without thinking about it or that, you know, just you can take another perspective and, and see whether that affects the way you think. So... Uh, I'll start perhaps with number one thing that I think people do on messaging that really annoys me, and that is sending me nagging messages saying, where's my feedback? Yeah. You know what? Meg Whitman was the last person at eBay that cared at all about feedback. And she left <laughs> the building, what, 2007? Maybe 2008. I think it was 2007. And it has almost no relevance in today's eBay at all. And it certainly isn't important enough that I need to be nagged, particularly by bot sent nagging messages that someone's automated, telling me I have to leave feedback and it's all part of the community and other sort of stuff. If I want to leave feedback, I will. And usually that means it's good. Nagging me to leave feedback is just going to dilute your scores. You do not want to do that if I am your, your customer. So leave that one to me. Okay, I also don't like being nagged for feedback. However, I just have to nitpick one <laughs> point on that I had two people in the last couple of weeks reference my feedback as to why they were feeling confident in purchasing something from me. And one of them said, I looked at your feedback. You obviously know how to ship, and that's why I'm trusting you to pack this well and why I 
had the confidence to buy. But that's this. that's part of my point. I think is that by not by not asking for feedback and leaving it to the people that really want to leave feedback, yes. those are the people that are going to feel very strongly. Now, hopefully, it's positively, but let's say that it is. Then those yes. are the guys you want. You don't want a hundred people saying okay. Right, like got it on time. Clutter up the ones that actually really say something relevant and useful and personal. So again, I don't, I mean, once you've got one page worth, it makes no difference. No one's going to probably go on to pages two, three, four, five to 20 to look up those results. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter except if you do it, handle it badly is my, my thinking. Right. I'm with you on that, especially now. And nagging for payments um, I don't buy that much, but I would find that annoying if it were before it three days. Yeah, I, I, I've had people that start nagging oh within thirty minutes of the the listing closing, and they oh, just gosh. pile it on after that. And I, I feel like that might be a negative feedback situation. I don't because I buy professionally. And I never know whether a seller is going to have something really good on their next listing that I might want to buy. And I know from my own experience, if someone left me adverse feedback, they're going on the block list straight away. Oh, yeah. So uh, the worst I would do is maybe give them a bad score against a fairly bl- you know, bland remark. Um, but it's just so – again, if you buy on the platform, eBay is very chatty in terms of giving you e- prompts by email if they think something needs your attention. I guarantee you, as a buyer, I'm getting tons of emails saying, hey, you need to pay for this, 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 and this. And after a bit, they ramp it up and they tell you that you're a day away from having the thing potentially cancelled. We get all that stuff. Adding your own nagging and hitting that send invoice button, that's really annoying. Um, So, you know, if if you – my suggestion would be that if you're in the mode of sending out mails, asking for payments, then I don't think it achieves anything. I would try yeah, without. already doing it. eBay does that already. Adding your two cents is not going to make things better. It, personally, you know what I do? Every gratuitous, annoying, unnecessary feed, uh, payment, chain, payment reminder stroke Request. chasing messages, I add 24 hours onto the time I'm going to take to pay you, up to 3.99999 days. Oh. Um, so Don't make plus mad. your hazard in terms of feedback scores or whatever. So do not harass. Anyway, I'm, I'm, there you go. All right. It doesn't happen that often. Well, it happens quite often, but it, it's not. It doesn't get totally horrible too often. But it it just is unnecessary. Okay, doke. What else we got here? Um. Oh, here I got one for you. People who think that the whole standardized selling workflow is something they don't want to get involved in. They want to make their own one up. And, <laughs> and examples are. Um, you know, oh, I don't want to put the tracking number into the system so you actually see it on your screen along with all the other ones. I'm going to take a, a grainy scan, slightly out of focus, of a, of a USPS counter receipt and send that to you via messaging uh, for you to try and decipher and figure out when you're going to get the item rather than just enter the data into the system. And there's stuff oh like that. Gosh. that what you know, a rebel. Oh, uh, you know, oh, I'll you know, do this if you do that and please change that and can I have, you know, payment via this other system and stuff. It's just, no, it's just just horrible for the buyer. I mean, it is a standardized system and it works the way it works. It's not perfect, but creating your own version of it is is not a good buying experience. 
Right. And what about asking for off eBay contact mm. info? Mm. Uh, for I mean, we know that's against eBay's policies, but I don't see any good reason for it until after they've bought the item. And the only time that's even relevant is when I've had a person with a, wanting a local pickup, which is not very often, or a freighted item. I just mm -hmm. sold a, um, I don't normally sell furniture, but this was such an expensive piece yeah. with a huge piece of glass uh, wow. that I had created. And um, the buyer definitely, we needed to communicate so I could give him the freight company's information. And anyway, it made sense after the sale. Mm -hmm. uh, usually it doesn't make sense before the sale. The only time it does, I would say, is if it is a freight item and you need more communication to coordinate the freight. Although normally I can, um, I mean, I'm not saying coordinate freight. Before they buy it, it, in order to give them a quote, I still, don't need their contact information. No. I just need the com to communicate with me through eBay, and I, I think can still I think get as them a, a buyer, if that goes on, then it's usually some kind of eBay fee avoidance scheme. And by the way, it's going to reduce your likelihood of resolving it through any kind of eBay resolution process if you go outside right. of that. And given the price is normally set at that point, I don't think as a buyer there's any reason to get involved in that. As a seller, usually they want to give you a lower price, um, and they're going to, you know, give you a whole reason as to why you shouldn't sell. So you should be selling it to them at a lot less. So I don't want to get involved in that either. So generally speaking, no. before the transaction, no, I don't think it works for buyer or seller. Um, but you never know. But generally speaking, I think that's a, that's a red flag anyway. Yeah. Another thing that sometimes happens is that at the end it's 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 forgivable because it's over enthusiasm by the by the seller often and they get totally into trying to figure out what the buyer's life is and what's going on over there you know i'll get a message saying, <laughs> oh i see you've put your mail on hold for a day what's going on there is my item going to be delayed i is it safe but you know I, let me run my oh, life you right really you know please don't crazy. please don't you know interfere to that extent you know just let me let me manage it it's okay you know it's just <laughs> So, or they, or they, you know, they set the they set their phone to ding whenever the item's de delivered. So the postman will drop it off. Two seconds later, ding, an email comes in. Oh, did you get the item? Okay, is it okay? Where's my feedback? You know, oh my goodness, please leave me alone. <laughs> I only I life. have that with returns. Oh, I see you got it. I'm like, yes. I don't actually physically have it. It's in the mailbox, like around the block. Um, so that's where I experienced that. All right. With returns. And we don't like spamming. I mean, that I don't see that often, but just like a, it's you know, better. maybe, yeah, out of the U.S. seller trying to promote their selling site. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, no, thank you. And I'm not sure how this didn't get blocked. The, uh, the, it used to be a real problem with the Chinese sellers. They had absolutely no constraints and no sense of shame in terms of using your email address for their commercial purposes. And by the way, there's going to be no opt-out, unsubscribe link or whatever included. <laughs> so the fact that they now can seal email addresses, I, I grudgingly think probably is a good thing if for that reason only. Yeah. So anyway, and yeah, as part of the general sort of taking it, going over the top, you know, I'm not looking to be your pen pal. I mean, that's just not the way I am. I'm sorry. I mean, I buy a lot of stuff. It's my business. 
every extra paragraph is is chewing up my time and reducing my profits. So please keep it keep it tight. So I don't really need to know the bio, who's feeling well in your family, who's running late, did the car not start this morning, was it the grumpy lady at the post office, and by the way, they've got a flat tire on the way home. I don't need to know that. It's not not relevant to my decisions. Please don't give me that. I don't need to know blow by blow. Oh, thank you. Your payment's in. It's a Sunday night, but uh, I'll be going to the post office tomorrow. Yeah, I just got back from the post office. And oh, yeah. Oh, she said it might be an extra day. You know, I don't need to know that. Please don't tell it to me. <sighs> so, yeah, just keep it tight and to the point. Yeah. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Sorry. There you go. But uh, <laughs> uh, just, just that reminds me, I, I was going to just say why the new messaging worries me slightly. And here's the issue. In the old messaging, you typically message through the listing page. And when it says contact seller, you get a bunch of sort of categories. And at least as a seller, you could put some kind of posted answer there. Mine all say, here's a link to my FAQ. All your answers are posted there. Go check it out. And apart from the one that says, do you accept best offers? And they you have eBay saying, yeah, sure, send it in. And there's a very terse one from me below that saying, do not. Send me a best <laughs> offer. You will not get a lower price. You'll just find your way onto the bulk bidders list. Um, now, the new messaging bypasses that completely. Uh, you just go straight to the text entry box. So all oh. that effort I've gone through to try and filter out. And, and by the way, the I don't mean to be unkind, but the eBay buyers are the lower end of the totem pole, I think, in terms of online shoppers. Sorry to say that, but I believe it's true. You realize you told us earlier how much you buy. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I, I speak from experience. But you know, the, they generate lots of lots of trivial questions. You don't get that on Amazon. You don't get that on a web store, at least in my experience. On, on an apples to apples comparison, eBay generates a lot of crud, crud, crud. Um, <laughs> and this was the best way I could filter that some of this stuff out, and it's going to go away. And I believe. Worst case scenario, we are inches away from a one-click send a best offer, one-click chase your payment, and one-click chase feedback via the new system that otherwise would, I could at least try and intercept on the way out. But I have a nasty feeling that they're just... Because they, that's the way eBay sees things. It mm -hmm. thinks these offers and haggling and stuff is what everyone wants. What's what they want. Because they know that sellers, if they get a low offer, quite often are tempted to take it rather than hold out for the profit-maximizing price they deserve. Um, and I think part of this, perhaps not necessarily deliberately, will encourage that. So I am standing by, bracing myself for these unsolicited best offers. I just hope Learn that they, they expand breath. the block buyers list from 500 to 5,000, take care of the problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I'll be using it quite a lot, I think. You'll have to work it from another angle. I'll have to have a bulk entry system. Anyway, um, so that's my uh, not really a prediction. It's kind of, well, semi-prediction. I, I, I can see this happening now. Beginning of the end. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. Anyway, so that's our, our thinking on the etiquette of messaging. Do you have any thoughts? Do you have a, uh, ways that you like or dislike the way people use messaging? Please do do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. The site is sellsellsell.online. Always open. Always open for your comments We're, and views on the show. We'd love to um, get some feedback. It uh, helps us make things better. Uh, also, I think in the release, there's a whole bunch of category changes and stuff, but there are people out there who's they will fill an entire podcast reading the thing verbatim at you, and I would 
counsel you to go check out one of those shows if you want to find out details. I think with category changes, it's either nothing or the end of the world, depending whether you're affected or not. There's no in-betweens. So, um, well, good luck if that affects you. All right. Uh, that just about brings us towards the close. Uh, don't forget, there's a uh, tax deadline coming up in uh, a few days' time if you haven't filed your taxes for the year. Um, and um, also, I think next time on the same subject, Sherry, we're going to be talking a bit about that, right? Yes. By the way, I already filed my extension. I need uh -huh. more time. But yeah, next time, let's compare year-end financials and see ah, yes. how, what yes. kind of differences there are from one how year to How much loot did we make? Uh -huh. Was it better or worse than the previous year? Good question. All right, we'll do that. So this is Philip Jackson saying thank you very much indeed for your time today. Hope it's been useful to you and that you'll join us again next time on the Selling on eBay radio show. Yes, thank you. Have a great week. And this is Fake Announcer Guy saying see you next time.